Like I said, got the jumping goat in here. Get a little whiskey in your coffee in the mornings. Are you starting? I oh, just okay. did. I just did. We're drinking coffee and whiskey. Jumping goat. Jumping goat. It's got a good, uh, and a little, good little kick to it. And a little Timmy hose here for uh, for the boys. When we're not going to win. Roll up the rim to win. There's not, not even a roll win. up on the cups. Yeah. COVID cups. Bullshit. Show, a healthy scratch podcast. Here's your hosts, Kyle Bush and Brian Rager. Uh, welcome to episode five, the Bushy and Bobo Show. We actually are doing this one live in Bushy's garage. Yeah, like we're here. Yeah, right there. Right there. Boom. Right there. Um, oh, so we're actually talking to each other. I get to see your ugly mug in person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully it works this time. Uh, we did a little test testicle uh, run to make sure it worked, and uh, so far it looks good. Yeah. You will make sure you have your mic muted for Zoom. Did you do that already? Yes, it is. It Are says click sure? to join audio, and I'm pressing. I'm not clicking on it to join audio. Okay. Thank God. So we're just going off. And I'm gonna keep looking time. to see if the mic is on too. Yeah. So there you go. So far, um, it is on, so we're good. So, not a ton happened in the show this week. Uh, well, NHL. Our show is going to be a ton happening. we got a lot of fun stuff to do. Uh, first thing that we want to talk about was, like, the big topic yeah, you, of discussion. You, as a hockey fan, you're gonna you're already going to know what we're talking about. Uh, if not, then it's pretty big. In the, well, not pretty big. It's the one thing that's been going around this week, and it's not the uh, the Eric Stahl trade. No, it's definitely not the Eric Stahl trade. We'll, I mean, we'll talk about that later. So... Uh, a, ve- a veteran referee, Tim Peel, uh, got okay. He didn't get fired, so let's say that he, he it was a soft firing. He's he was re- he planned on re- he planned on retiring at the end of this year, anyway, which is in a month. Okay. Yeah. So he actually got like they basically said the NHL he's he's not, duties. He's not going to ref any more games for yeah. the NHL. And I'm uh, so what happened is. And again, talking about the Red Wings a lot, but it was during a Red Wings game in Nashville, and Tim Peel got caught on a hot mic. Where so all the referees wear the uh, the microphones. Like yeah. uh, Wes McCauley is like really yeah. known for like his crazy like penalty calls. Can't do that. Or, you can't do that. Or like five minutes for fighting. Fighting. Know, he's got a personality, which I think is really cool. He's the only one that really has one. But so Tim Peel is, is he's done Stanley Cup finals games. He's yeah. like one of the most attractive ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to paraphrase what he said. Now, I didn't hear it because it might have been on the Nashville broadcast, or I mean, I might not have seen that part. But uh, basically, what he said was he wanted, he wanted to, it was during a break in play and they were going to commercial, but he said something like, I want to get a penalty to Nashville early. Yeah, sort of like set the tone of, uh, of basically of what it's going to be. There was an f bomb in there too, but like, okay, so he says that. I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny. Like when I heard it, like that was that night. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's kind of funny. Like, okay, but 
they, they let him go like the next day and there was no was like all overall like the hockey outlets and, and I don't know if that's just the culture we're in right now where people just get canceled maybe it is I don't want to get into that but a little harsh yeah don't you think yeah like, absolutely it is in fact like come on like the guy he said he was done after this year anyways which like you said is a month but for to absolutely can a guy well not can but you know what i mean like yeah relieve him of his duties say no you're done like you're not doing any more anything else over something like okay it's in a scrum too at the net right i'm mm-hmm. pretty sure where he did it like where where it happened yeah. uh i wasn't watching the game because why would i want to watch nashville detroit um but yeah there's the one thing i saw and it's it's come on like like i said is it just the the thing we're going to we're being canceled all culture oh hey buddy hey uh we're we're in a live podcast right now he's we got a he's live randall. yeah randall bush is live uh, on the phone right now oh no i was gonna say <laughs> we're keeping like, this in. no yeah we're keeping this up for sure do you, uh, we're going to break down the ducks. You want to uh, a little guest spot? Okay. He said he's not following the team because they've been horseshit. Well, that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. We don't Perfect. know anything about them either. Okay. Well, I'm going to, we'll, we'll, I'll, uh, I'll let you know when we're going to do it. Okay. We're not going to do it yet. We're talking about Tim Peel getting fired. Any thoughts on that? Yeah. Any thoughts on Tim Peel getting fired? Exactly. He says it happens all the time, and he's the first one to get caught on the hot mic. That's yeah, exactly that's, that's all it is. It's the hot okay, mic. Okay, I'll call you when we're uh, going to already talk about your terrible hockey team. Yeah, no, no, no problem. It's all good. We'll figure it out. Ducks are poo. We could put them at the end of the Love show. Love it. I guess, yeah. All right, cool. Hey, we're going to get Randall on the show. Hey, that's there we sweet. go. It's funny. He was calling me, and I'm like, because I asked him, like, hey, you want to maybe go? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I want him, to. Or, yeah, you called him. Yeah. And tried it to get seems like he's like, all right, let's go. He's like, I don't know anything. I'm like, neither do I, man. Like, nope. we're literally doing this on he the He has slide. a better idea of the ducks than we do, so. Mm, I don't know. He, like. It'll be interesting. He see, as the ducks, ducks, as a ducks fan, it'll be interesting to see his take. If I, if I ask him about, so the top five we just talked about. Yeah. I know three of them. I think he would too. He would know Zegers. He'd know Drysdale. And he'd probably know Lundestrom. The other guys, I don't think he would know. But anyway, okay, back to Tim Peel. Oh, yeah. Hey, sorry, Tim. Um, yeah, so exactly what Randy just said. I think it is harsh. Exactly. It was like, it, give him, you got to reprimand. The guy's been around forever. And like Randy just said, this happens all the time. So he, this might have been out of, con- I think this was out of context. Um, these teams play two games, like that was game two that yeah. they played in Nashville. Like, yeah, Detroit got the, destroyed. They lost like seven to one. But um, I, I think, Makeup calls are a part of the game, Absolutely. and I think in any type of sport, and it's a judgment call thing where um, I don't think there's a really quick fix for any of that stuff. It's going to happen where a, something will happen where there's a call where a referee might go, oh, man, I called this penalty. It was kind of a chintzy play. Like, maybe it wasn't a penalty. I maybe have to make this up to the other team. It happens all the time. Yeah. So I think it's just the people that don't understand that that really got caught up in, like, oh, my God, they're – um, like he's fixing the game, or he's just calling a penalty to call a penalty. It's the cancel culture in now, right? Like it sort of it, seems like that's the thing is it was harsh because of that. But I'm just saying that 
they're like, oh, this is a big problem. It's like, this has been around yeah. forever. This it's, is part of rep. I mean, Zinger was a referee. I guarantee you that's something that happens. Absolutely. You know, if you like it or not, because there's human error, right? Um, that's what makes it. It's, it's part of the game. It's human error. It's exactly. Shit happens. Yeah. Move so, on and uh, right. go so, from there. I know I wouldn't have got rid of him. He's got a month left. I mean, maybe the, the bad look is the NHL is getting in with like the gambling right yeah. now. That's a bad look because if you have referees looking like they're in, and to me, it didn't look like he was like fixing the game. No, it's um, like in the NBA, like they, they had a ref cop for fixing the game or even like, Donahue. Was, yeah. Yeah. And then you look at, at baseball with Pete Rose and all that mm-hmm. shit. But yeah, with NHL getting Pete in, Rose was betting on his team. On his own not? team. Yeah. Like that they were gonna win. Yeah, I don't see a problem with that. I don't like like if you're betting on your team to win. Like who cares? Like if you're betting on your team to lose, that's a problem. And, and as the manager, yeah. And if you're putting your team in a position to lose, then obviously there's there's a big problem right. there. But well, yeah, with the NHL getting into gambling, like you're saying, it's a bad look. Absolutely. But I mean, as a as a hockey fan, I know that happens. I know that there's gonna be missed calls, or you're, right? or you're gonna try to set the tone early as an official or whatnot. It's right. But the thing is, is that at the beginning of a game, you know, hey, these guys probably worked the first game between these teams as well. Um, maybe it was something where, oh, they see maybe something's going to carry over from last game. Like, it's a little yeah. – this is a different uh, – where, where teams are doing back-to-backs. Yeah, so, it's a mini-series like, like baseball. Like how they have yeah. So, you, they're maybe going, you know what? We're going to – when I say – when you say set the tone, I, well, I want to clarify what you're saying. So, when I say set the tone, what I think of is – what like what is a slash today yeah if they're gonna call every little tiny little thing then fine if you're gonna let it go then then be consistent like if you're gonna call everything do it the whole game if you're gonna let things go then let it go Uh, this was something where him saying i want to get a penalty to nashville early sounded like he's just gonna call anything um yeah, but it happens. What, I, I game, what day was that game? I want to like try to take a look at penalties in that game. Oh God, um, I gotta tech, I gotta take a peek at that. Uh, and I forget which game it was actually, because there was two games, right? I'm just gonna assume it was the second one. Um, there's a seven to one. There's a two nothing game. I mean, if you look at, I just put in like NH or Nashville versus Detroit. Tim Thiel. Um, penalties. Uh, Here's the thing. It wasn't the first one because the only penalty in the first period was Adam Ernie. Um, second period, Nashville. The, the penalties were actually Second period, even. yeah. Detroit was to, called for, yeah, a penalty was 6-19 early in the game. If you go to the 7-1 game that they lost, let's take a peek here. All the way down. Penalties, no. So, Anthony Mantha, first penalty. Yeah, in the first period, right? Second period, there was only one penalty. Okay, it was, the, it was the, the two nothing, yeah, it was the 2 nothing game. They didn't call a penalty early. He just said, like, oh, so it was maybe the intent of I wanted to call one, but he didn't. <laughs> it's just because he said it. So that, no. I didn't even see that. That makes me even more no, that, curious that, as why the hell they got and that's why I, like, I wanted to try to take a look at what were the penalties like that game. So it's like I said, there's not, if there's not many. And... Yeah. Now, and that brings us to something where, okay, so we both think that he shouldn't have been let no, go. No, he should not be let go. He's not way to go out. And, and the other thing, too, is, and I don't have any examples, but I know I saw some tweets from players that are playing now going, like, like this guy's really respected, and the players really like him, and, like, this is ridiculous. You know, like, why is he so – Because now you're going to have refs or officials 
so I think this is where you're trying to lead into. Uh, now you guys are going to have guys that are not going to want to be as mic or not mic'd up as much or right. hiding. And so we saw Eric Furlat, who's a referee, last night explaining a call, and I forget who it was, but he literally had, he had his had hand, hand over the mic. Yeah, he had his hand on his collar over the microphone to like basically muffle what he's saying. Because he's probably paranoid. How can a referee not be paranoid now? Absolutely. All they got to do is yeah. call the game. Ray Ferraro on Twitter said, like, there's two ways to do it. It's either it's going the way it is, or you have to, like, call the rule book. But if you do that, you're going to be getting a lot more chintzy penalties and little hooking things. Like, Should it's going to be – it's not a judgment call anymore. Refereeing is a judgment call. Every ref is different. It's like, like you said, even with baseball, you have your Angel Hernandez's of the world that don't know the strike zone at all. Yeah. And it's just – bedlam it's like what is this guy calling but then you have the other ones where i remember playing where i had like my favorite refs where i'm like this guy just lets you play or this guy talks to you this guy's a dick he always baseball fact like you look okay like well-respected like refs or officials like you go back to the detroit like baseball go to detroit jim joyce yeah he fucked over galarraga on a perfect game but he admitted it he's like i blew it it. but he's he's still well-respected amongst players and right and all that so it's like come on like and you didn't see baseball like that's obviously a little bit different do you think that there was ill will like for for tim peel like against the predators yeah no No. i don't think there was there was a re i think there's a reason for it if they would have said like hey what were you thinking here is it like randy said he got caught on a hot mic saying something out of context that looked bad but i think these referees have these conversations all the time i think makeup calls are part of the game and there always will be do you think then it would be better than to remove the mics off off referees. Yeah. But obviously they're going to keep them on for TV, for ratings and all that stuff. And that's the way, uh, because you have, I don't know, we always go, well, I always go back to Phoenix or Arizona. You have a random watching the game flipping through. Okay. What the hell is, uh, what the hell is this? What the hell? So that's why. uh, Okay. So I can argue against it too. So we can argue for not having microphones. Okay. For not having microphones then you're never going to get that hot mic thing ever again. Right? Which sucks when you have a guy like Wes call. Right. But if now here's the, the other spin on it. If everybody has a microphone, then be very transparent. Like I would love to see what are, what's this referee talking about with this player? If he's explaining a call, yeah. he's like, listen, you know, like th- this is what happened. Yeah. Your stick got in there. You got like, if you've seen the behind the scenes where like with say Wes McCauley, yeah. where he's like, Hey, you got your stick in there. You can't, you know, you can't, yeah, you that's can't a penalty. Like that. I have to call that. Right. Yeah. Hey guys, I got let a little bit go, but there's yeah, so like, much hey, I can yeah. take. Like, it's like, yeah. Hey, we're letting it go for them. We're letting it go for you. I think that's a little more transparent in terms of like a fan going, Oh, I get it. Yeah. I'm not saying this ref sucks now. Well, maybe everybody will be, but uh, there's a little more, like I said, there's a little more. Yeah. You'll at least see what's going on. So, like, for players and stuff, I think it's just you have to be really careful what you say. But, it just, obviously, it just takes one time now. Yeah. And it's like, this guy's like the said, worst person We have ever. rest covering mics now. and Because they're paranoid. And I, I don't blame them. They don't want to lose their job. It's, a, it's one of the best jobs ever. You're a referee in the NHL. I mean, you're making great money. And how long until players get unmiked? Well, I think a lot of players are going to go, I don't want a mic on them. I don't yeah. get picked up saying something or swearing. Because, obviously, they're going to be, like... You got your guys in warm-ups. Hey, I'm mic'd up, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, don't say anything stupid, yeah, don't right? Don't say anything. But then, uh, if they're mic'd up in-game and they're battling, oh, I got a fucking elbow. Yeah, or like, well, that, yeah, I mean, people swearing. But, yeah, I mean, it's just, I think 
I think they need to probably address that. I think they, I think the NHL again handled it wrong, like they they always do. They never figure it out, and it's just it's a it's a knee jerk reaction because of <laughs> I can't even think looking at you. I can't, it's a knee jerk reaction to uh, something that really wasn't that big of a deal. And they could have addressed it differently and go, hey, listen, we've talked with Tim Peel. The, the, all they had to say was this was taken out of context. Yes, you know when we were talking with him. You know, this is the conversation that him and the other referee were having um, and say they didn't call a penalty early. They were talking about, you know, there was something maybe evening things up. Makeup calls are a part of this game. You know, it's a way to try to balance the scales, because if there's no makeup calls, I bet you things would get out of hand a lot quicker. Oh, absolutely. Where a team's going to get more and more pissed because you're not calling it. And then next so thing you know, you got someone getting injured. Right. And here's the thing. Referees are supposed to. Like, they're the ones that are the moral high ground. We're going to calm things down. And when they don't, when it's all about them, that's when things escalate. So that's their way of kind of going, oh, I missed the call. I'm going to make it up. Yeah. So that these guys are now kind of, okay, they're, they're simmering, right? So, yeah, the microphone thing, I think, is, uh, when is it comes something. To, we're both on the same page, right? Like, we both think it's yeah. blown way out of proportion. NHL definitely handled it better, but. Yeah. So, yeah. Happy early retirement, Tim Peel. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate. <laughs> it is, but, it is. Um, now, we're going to move on to something. Uh, again, Josh really likes these. I actually kind of really like going down these rabbit holes of, like, trades and how, like, one player will turn into someone else or turns into something else. I had one in mind. Yeah, and, that, and you wouldn't even give me any. I'm not telling you You're any not telling this. me anything. I'm not going to tell you any of this. And I've looked this up now. It's way bigger and way more interesting than I ever thought. So I'll break it down for you. And when we get to the final player, you're going to be like, holy crap. When I say what we started with and what they ended up with is, is incredible how this and all. I've seen down. similar things of this, like on, on YouTube yes. and whatnot, but like, it's going to be interesting to sort of. So I'm not, is even it just... a recent trade? Like when, okay, what's the original trade? Let, let's. Okay. The original trade. And, and this isn't the one that I was thinking of. This is way down the line. I'm going to go through all of it. Okay. okay. The original the original asset, we'll say, is a 2003 fifth-round pick. Okay? Okay. So, the, the first trade was Tampa, or, uh, Tampa Bay traded a 2003 fifth-round pick to Florida for Dan Boyle. Okay? Okay. Really good trade. Dan Boyle, really good defenseman, right? Who then, Dan Boyle got traded to San Jose with Brad Lukowicz. They picked up Matt Carl, Ty Wishart, a 2009 first round pick and a 2010 fourth round pick. The fourth round pick became some James Mullen didn't turn into okay. anything. Ty Wishart got traded for Dwayne Rolison, who oh, was yeah, a part of like Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay uh, yeah. getting close to the finals there in Eisenman's first year. Um, the 2009 first round pick, let's go through this. There's two big rabbit holes all the way down. Okay. The 2009 first round pick got traded with Philip Kuba and Alex Picard for Andre Mazaros. Okay. Andre Mazaros got traded to the Flyers for a 2012 second round pick. The 2012 second round pick got traded to Nashville with another second, a third, and, an, and Sebastian Caron for Anders Lindback, Kyle Wilson, a seventh round pick, which became Nikita Gusev, who then obviously moved on to New Jersey. So all of that, they got now there's nobody left on that team. That's, that one's done. That's on the one. That's on the one side. Yeah. On the other side, um, Matt Carl got traded to the Flyers with a third-round pick. 
for Steve Downey, a fourth-round pick, and Steve Eminger. The fourth-round pick became Alex Hutchings, never made it. Steve Eminger, this one actually goes a a little bit. Steve Eminger got traded to Florida for Noah Welch and a 2009 third. The 2003 third-round pick got traded to the Red Wings with a second for a 2009 first, who became Carter Ashton, who got traded to the Leafs for Keith Ollie. That one's done. Okay? Okay. Now, this is the one I was talking about. So just remember, this is a fifth round. So I, I would love to see, like, like the whole I'm gonna, I'll down pull down. it up. I'll pull it up because it, okay. it is exactly so like this. Okay. Right. Okay. Steve Downey. Yeah. This is a three-way trade. Okay. I'm trying to think. So Downey right now would be in Tampa. Ta- Steve Downey's in Tampa Bay. Okay. So doesn't he go to... Kyle Quincy is in Detroit. Okay. Now, don't ruin it because I'm going to tell you this three-way trade. This is when Iserman was with Tampa Bay. Holland is with uh, the Red Wings. And I think Sackick is now, I think, Colorado's GM. He might have been. Maybe not. Okay. I don't know how, when he started this. But so Steve Downey went from Tampa Bay to Colorado. Yeah. Um, Kyle Quincy went from Detroit to Colorado. Detroit traded a 2012 first-round pick to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Okay. Right away, and it's already like, what are you doing? Kyle Quincy and D- Steve Downey are not – Worth the first round pick. No. So it's like, Kenall, what are you doing? Do you want to take a wild stab at who that 2012 first round pick became for Tampa Bay? That who's be, still on the team right now? That'd be 2012. Yeah. And that'd be Detroit's pick, right? Yeah. Late first round. Well, uh, was he late first round? I'm actually, uh, let me, let me double. I'll actually tell you exactly what. Uh, 2012. I'm trying to think, like, okay, who went first in 2012? Was that Yakupov's year? Yeah. Okay. Um, 19th overall 19th overall i can't yeah i don't want to give it away but i can i can tell you you can try to guess but just remember the start of this whole was thing 2003 was fifth round pick turned into this guy first round pick 19th overall you tell me if you want me to let you know who it is who is it andre vasilevsky Really? Yeah. They turn a they turn a fifth round pick into Andre Vasilevsky. Yeah. Wow. So think about how lopsided. And now Vasilevsky's right. top goalie. And okay, so I'll I'll show you the whole thing here, yeah. just so you can see it. Yeah. Let, let's um, see this. But okay, here here we go. Okay. So we'll pull this up. We'll go to the top here. I can't make this any bigger, but here you go. So you can start. So Tampa Bay fifth round pick, Dan Boyle. Went for all four of these. Yeah. Matt Carl turned into a third, which turned into Downey fourth and an Eminger, and then Downey turned into a first round pick, Andre Vasilevsky. You traded Steve Downey for Andre Vasilevsky. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, isn't that neat how that all plays out? I I go down some of these rabbit holes into it. Some of them are just absolutely interesting. So you really never know. You throw in a pick, and it's like, yeah. You're, you're trying to get something for now, but I mean, geez, who came out on top on this one? I mean, Tampa Bay Lightning win that trade all day. Kyle Quincy was never really, he was a third pair defenseman. He wasn't that good. And he came back to Detroit eventually. And I mean, Downey, you know, was kind of a grounder, a grinder. He's out of the league now. Um, Vasilevsky, Vesna, Stanley top, Cup, yeah, Stanley Cup, like, top, probably should have, honestly, probably should have been. Well, he was probably close, probably second for the Consumite. I mean, Hedman was incredible. 
but, but he's one of the best goalies in the yeah, league. One of the best goalies still in the league, and it's uh, insane, right? That's like it's just incredible. So um, I, that was something that I find so really. So 2003 pick, nine years later, uh, well, you just had a fifth round 2003 pick, turns into a 2012 first rounder, and that's the guy's a Stanley Cup champion. Incredible. Fucking beauty. So now we have just an absolute toolbox coming on. It's my younger brother, Dr. Randy Bush, Mr. Chiropractor up in Ottawa land. And I just, I hate his guts and I don't really care that he's on the show. What are you talking about? This guy's an absolute beauty. He, he first off, like I went from sitting down like that to, to this because of this guy's yeah. magical hands. He's not just a magic hand with the chiropractor. He's a magic <laughs> hand with a stick. Dr. Bush, welcome on to the Bushy and Bobo show. What's up, boys? Yeah, really good with uh, with my hands on both versions of the stick, if you catch my trip. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I will say, so I know I chirped him. He's actually a very good hockey player. One thing that I would never have you do, I mean... I know exactly what you're going to say. I know you, and I'm going to let you guess. I said he did power play, penalty kill, was a captain, throw the body around, like... Really good skater, face-offs, like last minute of the game, whatever you needed, right? Yeah. The, there's one thing I want to make. I want to let Brian guess first, and then I know what I, you know what I'm gonna say. There's one thing. Let's see if Brian can see. Is I never played with Brian, kind of growing up, but no, 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 no. He's he's no, like he's defensive forward. I mean, no forward's good at playing defense. No, there's. A I was more defensive, but that's yeah. It's kind of that's kind of a hint, I guess. If I'm better defensively. Going chirps. Sure, but he didn't talk a lot, man. He was a captain. You can't be that. He's got to be a leader, man. Yeah. All the role players can chirp. Okay, we're not going to play this game anymore. I can't. There's just penalty shots. Yeah. Breakaways. Shots and breakaways. Nothing. You got one move, man. There's shoot a five hole. He's the last one shooting. I'm never putting him in. I'm putting you in. Oh, so there was uh, uh it was for um, uh, double-headed Albanian Eagles. So this is a team that I played with a bunch of my buddies from home. And it was a, I can't remember how we got into a shootout, but I was literally telling everyone else to go first. The same thing happened in intramurals at Cairo school. We were in the finals. It went to a shootout and I, I, and like, arguably so maybe one of the better people on the team, but I just said, you're going, you're going, you're going. Coaching move. Yeah. Well, I even remember doing that tournament in London. And I mean, I don't really want to give John a lot of props, but we love him. So when he's like, you know, he went out there and he's like, you guys want to, you guys want to win or you want to go home? <laughs> and he just went out there and he actually buried one. I'm like, we're never going to hear the end of this. But I remember you were just like, you were just stapled to the bench. <laughs> You're sitting in the back. Like, don't pick me. Cause someone's, I think even Hursty said like, put, put Bushy out, little Bushy out there. I'm like, no, you don't want that. <laughs> no. Anyway. So get the yips. Here's what we're going to start with. Obviously you got your ducks hat on. Quack, quack, quack. We're going to break down the Anaheim Ducks. We're going to do their cap situation, their lines, you know, what, where they are in the standings, which is probably not a good thing. Um, who's doing well, who's not. Okay. A lot of people in Windsor, Ontario, which is where we are, are fans of either, you know, the Red Wings, the Leafs, Leafs, you know, Montreal, some dummies like the Vancouver Canucks. Hey. But. But at least they're Canadian. Yeah, at least but they're Canadian. Like, okay, like, explain why you're a Ducks, Ducks fan. I don't. You know I, mean? I know why, but explain. Pretty why simple. Growing up in the '90s, there was movies. 
D1, D2, D3. There was also a cartoon. Yeah, uh, sweet uh, cartoon. Which was the Mighty Ducks, and that was about Wild Wang and, and those those surrounding characters. Yeah, but also the third thing, because when people ask me that, I bring up those two first, and then the third one is in that era um, and in that time when I was growing up, I was playing left wing, mm-hmm. and I was a shorter dude. So the player that resonated with me growing up was Paul Korea and he played for Anaheim. So that's kind of, yeah. it's like a trio of, of reasons. I would you know? say you did play similar to him, like kind of a water bug, like he was a small guy. He was like skilled and like just really fast. But yeah, I remember watching like, cause a lot of people go, Oh, did you like the, or they'll be like, Oh, did your brother like really like the, like the Gordon Bombay, Charlie Who asks you that? Like if I'm talking about sports with like, you know, clients or anybody, I'll be like, yeah. I'm like, honored that you talk about me. Like, oh, he's a Ducks fan. And like, how? And I'm like, well, because they, they'll ask, like, is it because of the movies? I said, not the one you think. <laughs> the right. one where Wild Wing is like the main character. He's yeah, a goalie. Sure. Right. Okay. Can I... I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask Brian something because I know Randy knows the answer to it. Do you know the mask that Wild Wing wears? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Do you know? So it's actually it turns gold. It gives him like superpowers in the show. Yeah. Do you know the original character? Like whose mask it really was? Not a chance he gets this. Wild Wings. It was Wild Wings mentor. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know at all. No. Who was it? Drake Duquesne's mask. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, dude, do you you plan on watching the new Mighty Ducks reboot? Not a chance. Yeah, I I watched the. They're gonna ruin it. I watched the first episode, and is it not a TV series? It is. Well, the guy from Letterkenny, uh, uh, Riley, Riley is, is the coach hair. of the, the Ducks. He's a coach of Ducks. But he's a dick. Well, the so ducks, he's a dick. But, but the, the premise of the show is that the Mighty Ducks are now the good team. Now, the Mighty yeah, Ducks are another Hawks. Right? See that? I want to see the Ducks. I, I watched to... the, first, like, the first episode out on Disney Plus. I watched it. And I'm like, I got to cut uh, you. If you're not good at hockey, you should just yeah. probably shouldn't play. Just, just give up. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So. You That's, didn't listen. Huh? Okay, you didn't listen for that, for that advice. I hate his guts. I hate his guts. Should we just end the show? <laughs> hey, we're going to talk about your horrible hockey team now. Actually, they're probably as bad as the Wings. But probably not. They're, they're second last in the NHL, so they're doing pretty well. Uh, they might yeah. be third last after last night's win. but Well, you know, we're going to look. So standings-wise, they're, the, uh, they're at the bottom of the West Division. So they're actually 35 games played. They're 10, 19, and 6. Uh, minus 38 goal differential, 3 and 7 in their last 10. Uh, but, yeah, they're, they're bottom five of the league. Um, looking at – like, they have some injuries. I mean, we look at that. They've got, like, Kessler's – he's probably not coming back, eh? He's just done. No, he's on long-term IR. Yeah, so he's done. Carter Rowney, who cares? Hampus Lindholm being out with fracture wrist, that's not good for, for them. Mm-hmm. He's one of their, like, their best – Yeah, their, defense, their defensive core is absolutely in shambles. We got Sonny Milano out, big deal. Uh, Jacob Larson, COVID protocol, Danton Heinen protocol. And they just traded for uh, Alexander Volkov. Volkov. Hey, which was actually, I thought, a good trade. So Tampa had to do that for a cap situation. I think they gave like a conditional seventh to get him. Hey, he's a young guy, you know, go for it. But looking at their stats, one guy that actually, I, I mean, I looked at it and I was like, oh, God. So Ricard Raquel leading the team with 22 points doesn't surprise me. Whose second in points surprises me, Max Comtois, 20 points in 34 games. He's actually leading with 10 goals. I mean, plus none of three. these. Yeah, and he's a plus three on a bad team. That's pretty good. 
you know, and then you got the usual suspects, Henrique, Getzlaff, Fowler. Shattenkirk was a, a signing that I, had, I didn't understand. We'll, we'll go through that. Silverberg's a minus 15, not so good. So, I mean, there's a lot of just like kind of role player type guys there. Um, let's take a peek here um, if I can uh, get there. Well, well, let me just interject at this point. Yeah. Um, if you look at the standings and you're looking at, because you said goal differential. Mm-hmm. So at that record and in, in those standings, a minus 38 for the amount that they score is really not that bad. Like it could be a lot worse. And I'm thinking like they don't score goals. They have 78 goals. That's two goals a game in an NHL that's increased scoring. Right. But like for mm-hmm. the, the fact that they have terrible defense, and the fact that they have John Gibson and only m- minus 38. And Lindholm's out. Is actually not, like, terrible. Their, their leading goal scorer has 10 goals. Like, yeah. it's not that good. They don't yeah, score. but I was even saying um, last episode about how goals against averages, you know, are higher. But if you're under three probably now, you're looking, yeah. you're looking good. Where maybe 15 years ago, it was if you were, like, around two, two, ten. That was a really good goalie. Now it's like, if you're under three, like, good for you, man. Yeah. Uh, like, even the article I wrote about three, uh, yeah. the wings, Jonathan Bernier has a 278 goals against average. He's eight and six. Yeah. He's, he's still got a winning record on a terrible team, which don't, if you want to laugh, go look at Thomas Grice's. No, yeah. I saw Like, I looked at it the other day just because I don't know why I was going through stuff on Bernier, but uh, yeah, Grice, I thought, okay, like, like your article, he's going to be the, the main. Like main. the main guy, but we're talking about Anyways. the duckies here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up. Um, this. So this here, I can make this bigger. Oh my god! Make it work. Make it work. Okay, Take I want the line combinations. Here we go. Okay, we so go. this is what they're rocking with right now, and usually what we'll do is we'll go through and just kind of take a peek at, you know what their lines look like, obviously their injury situations. Um, now daily faceoff, like we said, they have different rankings for these guys. I don't know why Comtois doesn't have one. Zegers is kind of newer, so maybe he doesn't have one, but so first line we're rocking Comtois, Lundestrom and Raquel. So um, Isaac Lundstrom was a, a first round pick a few years ago. So he's, he's actually now on the team. That basically means they're the t- number 27th first line. Now that that line to me is built more like a second or third line. Um, you got. Well, they don't have a first line. I know they don't have the talent. They're yeah. in this weird process where they have old, kind of middle middle aged older dudes that are like really fading. Right. And then and prospects. Talking, yeah, you're prospects. talking about Henrik Getzlaff, Silverberg. Yeah, yeah so, those those three guys in specific. Well, Silverberg's still young. I mean, he's he's probably compared to the other guys. 30, not so maybe. Much, but so so you got Zegras, Henrik, Troy, Terry. Third line, you got Grant with Getzlaff and Max Jones. And then you got – so Ben Hutton, is he not a defenseman? He is a defenseman. So they're rocking 7D. And then you got Sam Steele and Jakob Silverberg. And then on uh, on defense, I mean, you got Cam Fowler, this Yanni Hockenpah guy that I've never heard of in my life, Jamie Drysdale, uh, Josh Manson, Andy Walensky, never heard of him, and Kevin Shattenkirk. Now, obviously, Lindholm being out, that really hurts them for sure. That's their, that's their guy. And then thinking of – you know, if they had like, like Danton Heinen and Jacob Larson, like both of them, they're like decent guys. You put them on your bottom six and that, that instantly makes their first line or their, their forwards look a little better. Um, like, how do you like <laughs> a little bushy? How do you feel about 
Dr. the Bush. ducks right now and like where they're going. Well, they're confused. They have no real identity because when they were drafting, um, call it like, I don't know, 2016, 2017, 2018, like they were kind of like mid-round picks. So guys like Jones or uh, Kerry uh, Lundestrom, like these were like mid-round picks or mid to first round picks. Middle Sam of Steele too. I remember you were pretty pumped about him. Sam Steele. I was fired up about Sam Steele. The guy has not panned out. So I don't know if that's like just a product of them getting worse and then like these kids trying to or maybe they injected them into the lineup too soon. But like this is not a rebuild. I at least I don't think so. Like they are so bad with really no like number one other than maybe Zegris and Drysdale right now. They have no real like superstar that could like wow me like your next guy right the next guy you know now maybe maybe you thought it was going to be max jones sam Steele. uh yeah two years ago i would have said oh my god these guys are going to be good but not to say that they're not good maybe just give them you know give them some time but i mean i don't know brian what do you like what do you think about looking at the squad here it's like i said there's no identity there's no like they're just there yeah. It's well, not when, a team that... It's funny. When I look at it, I go... I see a couple of the older guys. I mean, Henrik got waived earlier this yeah. year. I mean, his, we'll go through the contracts too, but like that was more, I think, a contract thing. Flexibility, moving guys up and down. But he's like third on the team at scoring. But I think his metrics I, were pretty bad. <laughs> like, Yeah, but to be a third third on, on the team in scoring, that doesn't mean much. Like, he's... You know, he's yeah, not scoring to begin with Genesis, so who gives a crap, you know, like. Yeah, but now, so Henry, Getzlaff, Silverberg, those are the only guys that are slightly older um, that I really, like, that you really see on the team. I mean, Shattenkirk, I, I remember when they signed him, I was like, what are they doing? Like, it, they, they signed him, and I'm like, okay, he's going to be on their third pair. Um, they just need a guy, I guess. Well, that was probably more on him to sign there. He probably just wanted to go stay south somewhere because he's in Tampa. And then he's like, oh, I like the sun, so I'm going to go to Anaheim. He was almost going to sign there last year. They we just missed out their, on him. We need to look at their goalies, Gibson and Miller. Miller. I mean, if we look at their stats down here, um, not too good. I mean, Gibson, 302, okay. Miller they, they has been just a dumpster fire. Well, look at the shots against, though. Like, that guy's got, uh, what is that, 673 shots against. Yeah. So, and he's been hurt kind of a little bit, so that's why Miller has more games. I, I think I think with them, it's more looking at the save percentage, right? Eight nine seven is decent. Eight eight. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, you know, you're putting your backup to come in and steal you some games here and there, but that's probably why they are where they are. Just I mean, well, Miller's like, also forty years old. Yeah. Did they re-sign him too? I'm not sure. Like they're just. Extended. I think it was the re-sign was this year. Right? We're gonna look at yeah, it. Yeah, he's a UFA after this year. Yeah, we'll we'll look at it. I mean, their defense. Uh, I mean not a whole lot to say they don't have a ton but like where i think i can see their team eventually getting through this is okay when you say their identity i think they have to pick a pick a path here are you going full-blown rebuild or what are we doing well it's going to be determined at the trade deadline because raquel is going to be gone i bet you henrik if 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 a team has enough cap space or can swing some deal where anaheim retains it he'll be gone yeah um they're they're talking about manson being gone so like yeah i think the tradable asset we were talking about raquel last week for the calgary Calgary. we broke down the calgary yeah and and brian brought up maybe because they need a top top right winger but do you really think calgary is going to buy right now i don't 
no, no, I don't think anymore. But we were kind of thinking if if it was something where they got to turn around, it's three weeks from now, things can change. But if they were going to, we were kind of looking at what do they need? What yeah, what could they need a right could they look like, at? Going yeah. And so we had like Raquel, you know, Bobby, Bobby Ryan, Ryan, something like that. But okay, so looking at their their cap situation, like we're gonna break this down in terms of where they are now, what their issues are, what they would need, like so. So Ryan Getzlaff, obviously like 2007 Stanley Cup champ, captain. He's Mr. Anaheim right now. Um, they said, like he said, you know, he would like to stay in Anaheim, you know, for the rest of his career. I was listening to NHL radio, like actually it's when I came up to visit you in like November. I remember like he was saying, like, you know, I want to stay in Anaheim. 8.2 this year. I mean, technically, you could technically move him. He hasn't, he has no movement clause. So if he's like, no, I want to stay and I want to resign. That's it. That's something where they're going to have to, uh, you could move, if you could move him, then he could always resign him. Like, what do you want? Year. What do you want to happen with Getzlaff? Cause he's one of your guys. He's my boy. Yeah. Um, he's 35. I don't know. Like it would obviously be um, interesting to see if he wants to go chase another cup. He's already got one. So if, if it was a different guy that didn't have a cup, at this point in his career, they might look to, to you know, go on a winning team and see okay. if they can make a run and get it. I don't know where he's at. Like, so if I'm, the, if I'm the GM of the Ducks and you're Ryan Getzlaff and, you know, we're getting close to the deadline, you know, and I come to you and I'm like, okay, listen, you know, I think it's one of these things where they're going to come to him and go, what do you want to do? So there's, there's two things. If he wants to stay, he wants to stay. But if, so if he says, you know, uh, I want to stay. Do you think they go to him and go, listen, if you want to stay, you're not making 8 million. We well, want to give you like not. three. Like, would you, would you bring back Ryan Getzlaff next year? If he took a huge pay cut? Easily. Yeah. hundred percent. How much are we going here? Oh, I don't know. I don't know the number. We can, uh, we can how, look at the number. can you compare it to? Where's it comparable? It's um, that's very hard to say, right? Like you want to bring them back. There's it's up to him. I think he's yeah. in the driver's seat, obviously. No movement clause means he can pick if, if, if he's Bob Murray's still a GM, right? Yep. Yeah. So if he comes to Getzlaff and goes, hey, I got an opportunity for you to go to, you know, some contending team Colorado. and Getzlaff go, yeah, like, call Are you talking about a trade right now? Yeah. Yeah. Like if you oh, go to okay. trade deadline, trade deadline comes this up. is the opposite. I don't if think he gets traded at trade deadline. I don't think he will either, but if they come to him and go, you can go to Colorado and we can get a, like a first round pick or a set, whatever. Do you want to go? He might be like, hell yeah. Like I'll go. You could still sign him in the offseason. I've seen players there do that, that backdoor deal. Hey, we'll look at. Yeah. We'll send you to a team, you know, see if you can win. We'll resign you if you want to come back. I think that would be a good thing to do for Getzlaff. Um, looking through. I think if he didn't have a cup, like, like, like Randy yeah, Sander, if, yeah, if he didn't have, if he didn't have a cup, absolutely. Or you look at it and go, I want 15 in the rafters one day. I'm staying, you know, like, mm-hmm. also. well, that's it. Like the loyalty thing. Yeah. I think he probably like, he's been there 15 years. I think at this point, he's probably leaning towards staying. Yeah. I he, mean, I don't think he's got that much left to be honest with you. I think he's got two to three years, maybe max. Do you think he gets his number retired? Yeah, definitely. No, no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Harry, no him. Yeah. Um, Okay, so looking through the rest of the roster, you know, Adam Henrique locked in for another three years at 5.8. That's a problem. You know, Jakob Silverberg, 5.2 for another three. That could be an issue. Um, Ricard Raquel, you know, he's got a decent contract. You know, that's the guy 
at the deadline, if Anaheim is going to move somebody to get something, that's I mean, it'll probably be Ricard Raquel. Teams He's are got... chomping at the bit for him just because he also has another year in his contract. Right. Yeah, it's manageable. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Danton Heinen, he's going to be RFA. That's not a bad deal. I mean, you can keep him around. You know, they got the rights to him, so might as well. Derek, so. Yeah, Derek Grant, okay, you know, third, fourth line. Troy Terry, Nick Delorier. Okay, so those are the kind of the role guys. And then you look at all your young guys here. So these are the ones where I kind of look at it and I go, if I'm a Ducks fan, I go, okay, like maybe these are the guys. Lundestrom, first round pick. Zegers, first round pick. Max Jones, first round. Am I right? They're all uh, first rounders. Steel and then Compton. Jones might be a high second if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we're all yeah, like top two rounds. Like when you say like Max Jones and Sam Steele, like they're still 23. Like they still have a lot of time to figure this out. They're going to be making slightly more than they are right now. They'll probably get like a two year bridge deal. You know, make like maybe a mil, maybe a mil and a half. So, you know, looking at their roster, you're not really losing a lot of of cap here. But on the back end. Fowler, 6.5 for the next million years. Um, he's still a good defenseman. That's fine. Like you said, Josh Manson, 4.1. Like, yeah, I mean, a team could look at him and go 29 years old. You know, we could grab him. But at the same time, he's wearing an A. He's got a no, no trade clause. That's what's handcuffing the Ducks right now is some of the guys that they'd like to move. If you notice yeah. this, Henrique, Modified Silverberg, no trade clause. Modified Manson, no Shattenkirk, no trades. <laughs> so... Well, then you also have to think about the uh, expansion draft as well. That's another yeah. uh, factor there. They got to get rid of. They got to get rid of one of those guys. I think. Turn Miller. Miller has only got one. one no, year. but under the term section, there at thirty-five plus. Oh, it's a, it's so that's a cap recapture thing. Okay. If he retires, the cap hit goes. You remember when Datsuk like okay, yeah, yeah, like yeah. so was a cap recapture. If you sign a thirty-five plus deal, it's on the books no matter if they retire or not. And actually, I think that might happen with Rafalski too. But anyway, um, yeah, so they got – yeah, having Jacob Larson on the back end would have helped you too. 23 years old, you know, he can easily stick around to 1.2. That's manageable. So, like, their cap situation isn't that bad. The ones that I look at, it's like Shattenkirk. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm okay with Shattenkirk at 3.9. For the next two years, that might – Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to field a team, that's for sure. Like, if they're going to go full rebuild – I feel like they're in a position that Detroit was in like two years ago where you're well, I was going to compare them to Detroit. Like up here, Henrique and Silverberg are like your Philpola and Nielsen <laughs> and Abdul Kader type of thing where it's like, Oh my, we just got to wait for these contracts to run out because no one's going to want this. Like, I think you could definitely sell somebody Adam Henrique. If you go, I mean, here's the if thing. You is, can, maybe if you retain some of the salary, cause they can, but he's got three more years left. I don't know. Maybe you do just to get rid of him, you know, just to get rid of him. Yeah, because that's a that would be a tough buyout. Um, you know, I even look at their their cap hit here. Current cap space zero. <laughs> so, you know, well, that's that's just for this year, right? So, um, I mean, looking at the draft picks, they got some extra fifth, sixth rounders here. They have all their same yeah. picks. So, you want to add to that pool at the deadline, probably. So, and then yeah, I mean, you got Volkov coming in. There's a few guys hurt. And then Taxi Squad, I don't know any of these guys. Bacchus, he'll be gone. Um, you got one bio. Yeah, I mean, that's he has, a, this, he has a no trade clause. Right. But they got him as like a – didn't they get a pick to take him? I'm pretty sure they did. Bacchus, yeah. Did. This here, Corey Perry, the bio, 6.6 yeah. 6 this year, but then it drops down. That'll help. But there's really nobody that you have that's going to get like a payday. 
you know, like no, no not not this coming year. No, they're going to get a, a little bit. You don't have a UFA that you're going to get crazy. So you're going to save some money with Getzloff if you bring them back. There's no way you bring them back at eight mil. No, but let's look at some of their prospects here. And this is where, as a Ducks fan, I would be excited. So Trevor Zegras, obviously, number ninth overall in, in uh, 2019. He's with the Ducks right now, and he's got to get away from that number 46 number. It looks stupid. You got to rock like 92 or something cool, you know? Um He's already there. I mean, he's obviously very good. Jamie Drysdale, I actually would probably put him above Zegers if I were the Ducks because I think this is going to be your next defenseman, eh? Yeah, this kid's going to be good. I still, I was watching a couple of games when he's played. He still is, like, really excitable and, like, is, like, making kind of just rookie mistakes, obviously. But I he'll saw, be, uh, he's a defenseman of the of today's NHL. Like, have you seen – so, like, okay, for example, like, Kale McCarr yeah. on Colorado, like, his footwork – and the way that he can kind of walk the blue line, have you seen how quick he gets from the wall to the middle of the ice and can take mm. a shot? It's just quick. That's who Drysdale reminds me of is Kale McCarr. Like he, yeah, he's very mobile. So oh, yeah. Like, and even like, like Quinn Hughes, like he's not a big dude, but he can move. Right. Like, yeah. And that's what you need is you don't need this big lumbering dum-dum. Like, well, like, you know, like you're saying in today's NHL, like today's defenseman, that's, you don't need to be that big body. Yeah. So on the back end there. Yeah. So yeah, Drysdale. That so those are your two, you know, cornerstones potentially on you know in forward and on defense. The number three guys is Lundestrom. So I think he's an underrated guy. Like twenty third overall. I don't really hear about him, mm-hmm. but he's finally up. Um, I mean, he doesn't hasn't scored yet this year. He's got four assists, but he's still really young. So um, that was last year. He scored this year. Has he? Yep. Oh, 2019. 1920. Yeah, you're right. Good call. And then these guys I don't know about. I don't know if you know who Jacob Perot is. But I remember when they took him. Uh, this uh, this was last year. They had two first round picks, and that was the second of their first round picks. Yeah. It's well, I don't know my government. Yeah. We're going to break down uh, in a second. Well, after we're, we're talking with you, we're going to break down the 2010 NHL draft. Or 20, was it? Yeah, the 20. So you know who they picked in 2010? They had two first round picks, right? Uh, oh my, uh, one of them's your best defenseman right now, Fowler. And do you remember the second pick was around pick 27? Mm. Emerson Edom. Oh, wow. (laughs) You were like, it was like, oh, hopefully Jacob Pro doesn't become Emerson Edom because he didn't make it. But okay, 27th overall pick last year. Oh, his dad was Yannick Perot. There you go. He was an all star. Remember that in like 2007? He made it because he was good at face offs. Remember he was in the All-Star game. It was like, why the hell is Yannick Perot here? Um, and then the fifth guy is Benoit Olivier Grew. So number fifth or 54th pick. Um, they're saying he's a couple of years away, but he was a second rounder. So, I mean, I got a little bit of depth. I mean, we did this with Calgary and we don't really know a ton about him, but the top guys for sure, they've got, mm-hmm. they've got a, a decent uh, stack there. So you want to go, the next few years, get as many picks as you can and just get a lot of prospects. Like that's literally all they have to do and just stop paying guys. Like don't do the Shattenkirk thing this year. Like they shouldn't be buying. Like they should be in a rebuild. What do you think? That's what I think. Well, most likely um, you'll go down to Gibson's contract and for arguably in my opinion, and obviously it's biased, but he's a top five goalie in the league, in my opinion, on a shit team. So at a 6.4 cap hit, 
for the next what is that seven years I don't even six know years. it could go it could it could go farther I can't it, no it that'll probably be the, the end in 27 but yeah I think so try and get good when he's there man like that's that's it because he, he was coming in when Anaheim was like at the peak coming down taking over for Anderson um but I mean at the end of that contract he's 33 you know and then if he doesn't have anything by then bye-bye he's gonna leave yeah um Anaheim has running out of time get out of here I don't think like you said Anaheim has no real identity right now they're in that weird phase weird age like you got your young guys there like say like Conklon and Steele and all those like young players then you got these guys mid to late 20s 30s and then dinosaur age gets left but uh, <laughs> it's it's yeah you got to try to flip what you can right now like it's, it's going to be hard you know what nightmare fuel is for a ducks fan right now is you're saying out gibson you always think he's a if, if he takes a dive man if he sucks <laughs> like that contract is an albatross you can't i don't think you will i'm not too you hope he doesn't but if he does, that's like Panic City. But he's had he's had those flashes too, right? Like being six, on a shit team. Six point four isn't that bad. But like going forward, when the cap, hopefully, you know, is probably going to keep going back up, that six point four might gonna, not look too bad. Yeah, if you great. look at you cap percentage, right? If you look at this, he's basically eight percent of their cap hit. Um, you know, it, it's not that bad. You know, because you want to probably keep it under this 10, unless they're like an elite player, like a Matthews or something, you know, McDavid, like give him yeah. 25% of your cap, who gives a shit. But um, yeah, so I mean, I don't know. The, yeah, the Ducks are definitely in a rebuild. Um, you know, it, like going forward, it's just going to suck. It's going to suck for a few years for them, unless Bob Murray goes bananas and is like, hey, I'm going to like make some trades. Like, it, are there any guys that you think, Hey, they have value. I can trade them now other than Raquel to get a pick. If you want to do like a hockey trade, if you want to go like, I'm going to trade one guy for someone else. What do you think there's anything that can be done at the deadline for Anna? Yeah, I I don't see that happening. I just see them trading for, for picks, um, especially with where they're probably all they should be. Yeah. So, I mean, pretty simple. I mean, with, with Calgary, it was more of like a, okay, they need specific things. Just because they're... Home, it's just get rid of your old stuff, get your picks, get some prospects, get the young kids in here and let them play. And they're not going to be good for a few years, that's for sure. But, hey, if, if, if Zegras and Drysdale, and, I mean, if Comfort keeps playing like that, but if they're, like, if all of a sudden really, their, really good, they yeah, could surprise their, some teams. Their core, their go-to, then... Yeah, and I mean, if you get to a point, you know, Getzlaff is, is finally, he's, he's done, or maybe they buy out Henrique, or they move... Um, you know, Silverberg, I mean, that's maybe a guy you could, you could move. Now you have some cap space to play with. I mean, if those guys, best case scenario, turn out to be studs and it's like, yep, these are the guys, they're elite. You can maybe attract a few free agents to go like, Hey, Anaheim could be a dark horse. Mm-hmm. If you sign a guy, you know, in free agency and go, yep, he could be the, the next piece. And now you're in the playoffs. Suddenly that could be the best case scenario for them. Almost like a bump, like people thought Buffalo would be better, but obviously they're a dumpster fire. Paul goes there to hopefully win yeah. a one-year deal. And Maybe I they didn't be... work, but it could, yeah. I mean, it could be the flip side of that. So anyway, hey, little breakdown of the Anaheim, not anymore Mighty Ducks. Quack, quack, quack. Oh, oh, one thing. How, what do you think about their reverse retros? The, what? The reverse retro jersey. Wild Wing coming out of the, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, they're sweet. I'd buy one. I love it. Okay. 
I saw one at Lib's locker room. We're going there. You want one? <laughs> You're not buying me a jersey. I'll buy myself a jersey. You gotta get. You gotta get like. You gotta get like Solani on there, or, like Korea. Yeah, something. Yeah, I can't just be blank. Something. Then, something you, just be you know what would have been better? Anti Alto. Anti Alto, dude. We can go down that rabbit hole. Oh, you want to do a real quick thing? We'll do. A, we want to do the game with him. Name as many players as you can in a minute. Sure. Okay. Oh my God. Real quick, we're gonna put them on. Okay. We're gonna put a timer on. We only have like five like minutes. Like current and any all time, all, all, all time. time. Okay. On the ducks. On the ducks. We did it for our favorite teams. We're gonna put a, a stopwatch for a minute. Okay. As he's googling. Ryan's gonna count. Yeah, he's no, gonna. No, I'm not. I'm not. You don't to get the <laughs> stop. Googling anything. That's stop. Not I got it right here. We're gonna go. Okay. Right. I'm not gonna freak him out, but Brian, you count. Okay. Are you ready? You let me know when you're ready. You ready? Go in. Uh... Yeah, I'm just gonna close my eyes and like. I'm doing the timer. I'm gonna count him down. Okay, you count him down. Oh, I'm okay. counting how many players. Okay. Yes. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Getzlaff, Perry, Penner, Solani, Korea, Ruchin, Niedermeyer, Niedermeyer, Paulson, uh, Moen, uh, Kent Huskins, uh, uh, <laughs> Fowler, uh, Hawkenpah, Gibson, uh, Giger, uh, Brzgalov, uh, Anti Alto. Um. Uh, oh my God, I know my team. Troy, uh, Troy Terry, Sam Steele, Comtois, Lundestrom, uh, Jones, um, uh, Lubomir Visnovsky, uh, uh, Vitaly Vishnevsky, Frederick Olison. Um, uh, oh my God, did I say Paul Korea already? I don't know. I think so. I'm panicking. It's Panic City. Pause. Five seconds left. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. Adam Oates. Adam Oates, sure. That's pretty good, actually. No, it's not that good. I could have done better. What did we get? We only got like 30. 40-something. Oh, shit. 40? You must have got 15. There was one where I – said 25. I, I missed all the legends of the Red Wings. I didn't say Ted Lindsay, Gordy Howe, Delvecchio, Sawchuck. Yeah. I was saying Andy Delmore. He I, made I, me restart mine because I yeah. said Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall, there was a Taylor Hall that played for Vancouver way in the back in the day. I it confused the shit out of me. I was like, what are you talking about? I oh, said I Bill Burr instead of Sean Burr. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like just the random player started coming out. But Chris Kunitz. I thought we would do that. Peterson. No, what I was gonna say is that third jersey, what they should have done to make it even better. Because the original one like the um, reverse retro? Yeah, the reverse okay. retro. Because they flipped the colors, what they should have done is they have the white jersey, and then Wild Wings coming out of the ace, he's also wearing the white jersey. They should have made it the, the purple jersey. Mm. They should have done that. That would have made it, I think, a little bit better. But like one of the worst jerseys of all time, right? For you? Uh, yeah, it, it is. But I love like that it's reverse retro. Cool. I love it. Yeah, all the all the old ones are kind of hilarious. But yeah. anyway, hey buddy, that was the first uh, first guest first guest on the Healthy Scratch podcast. It'll Thanks. be the best podcast you have. Most oh, yeah. views, everything. Who likes we're him? Blow this up. We've, we've never had a real doctor, doctor on the show. Just a real yeah, first and only. That's why I made his name Doc on here. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, that's uh, that's my bro, Randy Bush. Thank Dr. You for, Randy Bush. Thanks for coming on the pod, and we'll Thanks, talk buddy. to you soon. Later, bros. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Yep. So we're actually doing a little bit of a new segment here um, where we're actually going to go back and look at NHL drafts from, you know, the past, let's say like 10 years, just to see, because those guys are all in the NHL. I mean, we talk about, you know, 
Vasilevsky and he was picked in 2012. He's, you know, one of the best goalies in the league. So a lot of this is where you can see these guys, what they turned out to be, but it's interesting to go back and look where they went in the draft. So what we've actually done is we've gone on a site. It's called my NHL draft. I used to look at this all the time. It's cool. It has the logos up and it has projections, mock drafts. The old logos too, eh? Like yeah, like it'll like show the logos the exactly like at the time. So if you dive into the like 1968 or something, the draft, it'll show the actual logos of that time. It's really, really cool. Um, but what we want to do is we're using their mock draft. Um, we were, we were thinking that I was thinking of maybe doing like, Oh, what did Craig button say? What did these guys say? I think this would be a little more fun. Cause like, I don't know who runs my NHL draft, but it was clearly, they had projections. They probably yeah, used probably a used lot of those lot of, projections. Like NHL guys, TSN guys. Yeah. Uh, they probably used to do that. Yeah. And then make their own rankings. So it's cool. So, so going through this list here. Yeah. And uh, so we have it where Brian's going to say who this, what they had, who, yeah. Who my NHL draft had projected and, where. And we'll go through the teams, like who, what team was selecting who. And then what I'll do is I'll say where these guys actually ended up and how higher or lower they actually went than my NHL drafts projection. Yeah. Right. So do you want me to go one at a time? So I'll go, yeah, let's go one at a time. Okay. So first overall 2010, uh, the Oilers pick Taylor Hall. And that's exactly what happened. So they actually nailed that one. I mean, there was a debate. Was it going to be Hall, Hall or Sagan? Or Sagan and whatnot. Sagan was ranked, I think, Central Scouting number one. Yeah, they had He went one. two. But, oh, spoiler alert, who went number two to Boston? Tyler Sagan. And actually, you know what? Just think about it now. Uh, like, looking at these picks, who's still on these teams? Like, where they actually – like, Taylor Hall, obviously, he's out Not in a lot of now. And yeah. Sagan, he wins a cup in, uh, in Boston, then he's out in Dallas now. So. And who would you rather have? Me? Yeah. Tyler Sagan. I'd rather have Tyler Sagan as well. Um, okay. So, yeah, we see Tyler Sagan went second. Uh, number three. Number three. Uh, so, I think the top three here were all like the same. Erica Branson. Went to the Florida Panthers. Yeah, went to the right? Panthers at three yeah. there. He also went third overall. So, they were they were one, two, three. Yeah. One, two, Pretty three. Easy. And it was uh, – and this is where I think uh, – Things get a little bit different. I'm pretty sure in the top three, like when that draft was happening, like those were the cemented three top three guys. I think they were at um, the time. It's funny because like you look at like Sagan had a solid career. Hall. He won a heart trophy. Yeah. Hall. And a lot of first round overall yeah. picks. But um, then you look at good Branson as that third overall pick. And it's just like, Ew. yeah, but he's just a not the, he's just a shutdown dude. Like yeah. he's not, I mean, that was a time where maybe the game was changing and they picked this big guy to do this. Yeah. And, but okay. still an NHL or nonetheless still still NHL. in the league. Uh, um, my NHL draft had uh, Columbus at four picking Cam Fowler, defenseman, Windsor Spitfires. Now, Cam Fowler actually went eight spots later at number 12 to Anaheim. So went way later than they thought, but in reality, probably should have been there, right? I mean, he's a good defenseman. Yeah, still, so. still there. Uh, still in Anaheim. Defenseman. That's the one that I'm looking through here, and he's still with his original team. I don't think there's a whole lot more. I well, I think there's two other ones, maybe actually three. Um, we'll get to those. So, pick five. Pick five. Uh, they had the New York Islanders selecting right winger from uh, Prince George of the WHL, Brett Connolly. So, Brett Connolly went one pick later to Tampa Bay Lightning. That was Steve Eisman's first draft as GM of Tampa Bay, and he picked Brett Connolly. Brett Connolly at the time was considered a, a uh, he could either be a home run or a bunt. And I think he's actually carved out a pretty good career as like a third line guy. 
And I, he's with Washington? Florida. Florida. He's okay, played he the last two years in Florida. I just pulled up his stats here. 17 games, three points this year. Yeah. Um, so nothing too crazy. Uh, pick six. Yeah. So let me just go back here. Uh, pick six, they had Tampa Bay. Uh, you were just saying that's where Conley went. Uh, they selected, uh, selected Brandon Gormley. Brandon Gormley went seven picks later um, at number 13th overall to Phoenix. And what we are going to do at the end of going through, we're just going through the first round real quick here, is we're going to go and look at and, and break down what were the best picks and what were the worst picks. Because now we kind of know. So pick seven. Yeah, so pick seven. Then they had uh, Carolina Hurricanes selecting Ryan Johansson. And he actually went three picks earlier um, to Columbus. And Ryan Johansson, good center iceman. He's playing with Nashville right now. Um, that's a good pick for sure. Uh, throwback here. The, the Atlanta Thrashers <laughs> picking eight. So the Winnipeg Jets yeah, Winnipeg franchise, Jet, right? Yeah, Winnipeg Jets franchise uh, selecting Nino Niederreiter. Nino Niederreiter actually went three picks higher. He went number five, so he's a top five pick. And still, I think he was a late bloomer, and, and he's doing really well with, I think, wait, is he Minnesota, Carolina, Carolina something? Carolina. But he's, he's actually a pretty good NHLer. I would take him on my team for sure. Absolutely. Uh, number nine, this guy's getting paid way too much right now in the NHL. Uh, they had the Minnesota Wild selecting Jeff Skinner, who has just as many points, I believe, as Matt Murray. Oh, God. In, in 29 games or something. Jeez. And Skinner is making seven-something million right now. He went two picks higher at seventh overall to Carolina. Started really well. I mean, Buffalo's a tire fire right now. I mean, he's part of it. Yeah. And so, I mean, he's not. He's getting paid a little too much. Uh, and then rounding out the top ten. Yeah, rounding out the top ten here, they had the New York Rangers selecting uh, Mikel Granlund. And he went one pick higher, ninth overall. So, very, very close from an NHL draft. Yeah, so and that's the top 10 there. Uh, so moving on to some of these other picks here, we have at uh, number 11, the Dallas Stars taking uh, Derek Forbert. He went four picks later, actually, to the LA Kings. Uh, number 12, obviously the Ducks ended up selecting Fowler, but they had at 12, uh, Emerson Eden. So this is the one where there's a really big discrepancy between where they were projected and where they went because Emerson Eden went 29th overall, 17 picks later than they projected. To the same team, they, I mean, well, give them credit, they picked the team right, right? Yeah. So you went to the Ducks, just with their second. Now uh, playing in the, uh, in the AHL. Yeah. Uh, 13th, they had uh, the Phoenix Coyotes at the time, current day Arizona Coyotes, talking Jack Campbell. And Campbell actually went two spots higher to the Dallas, Dallas. Stars. And Campbell is playing with the Leafs right now, and he's, yeah, he's playing really well. Playing well. And he took a long time, uh, but I think he's probably just a career backup. But yeah, he's he, in the he show bounced still. around a, lot, a little bit there from was it Dallas to L.A. and now in yeah, Toronto. Yeah. Um, at 14, they had Alex uh, Brimstrom. He went six higher, number eighth overall, and he went to Atlanta. Um, and he was pretty good. He might probably in the KHL by this point now. He hasn't been in the NHL for a while, but for a while he was a pretty good player, but, I mean, too high, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Probably where that projection was is probably a little bit more accurate. At 15th, uh, MyNHLDraft.com had the Florida Panthers selecting Austin Watson. And Watson went three picks later at 18 to the Nashville Predators, which is he still with Nashville? I or think he's in on? Ottawa. Is he Ottawa now? Yeah, so I think that Ottawa. was pretty close, right? Um, speaking, okay. speaking of Ottawa, they were picking at 16, taking Nick Bustad. Bustad went three picks later at number 19, uh, Florida Panthers. And now Bustad, I believe, Pittsburgh. He's he's someone that I thought would be a lot better. Matt, give me one second. Yeah, check and see where he is. I want to say the Penguins, unless he got moved again. He's been moving around a little bit. Where are you at these days? Minnesota. 
Minnesota. Okay. You know, in the middle of nowhere. Number 17th overall. Uh, 17th. They had the Colorado Avalanche like, uh, selecting Dylan uh, McElrath. Yeah. McElrath went number 10th overall, seven picks higher to the New York Rangers. He's currently with the Grand Rapids Griffins of the AHL with Detroit. Oh, there you go, eh? Uh, 18th, they had the National Predators selecting Mark Pissett. He went five picks later at number 23 to Buffalo. And number 19, the Los Angeles Kings selected Vladimir Tarasenko. So Tarasenko went three picks higher at number 16 to St. Louis. This is one of the guys that's still with his team. He actually just came back from injury. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get through, like, one of the best picks in the draft, obviously, is this guy's a stud. I'm, I'm hoping that Tarasenko can come back to his uh... – to himself before the injuries and all that and yeah, pick up where he left off. For sure. Number 20, the Pittsburgh Penguins left Quentin Howden. Howden went five picks later, and I think he went to Florida, correct? Uh, Vancouver picked 25th. Oh, wait, did they pick Quentin Howden? I don't think they did. I don't think it's Florida, no? Yeah, it's Florida. Then this guy has his... Why is this shit messed up? Or maybe no, it's before, before trades and all that maybe. stuff. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Um... 21st overall is an interesting one, too. He's still with his same team. 21st here, the Red Wings? Yeah, but who'd they pick? <laughs> oh, Evgeny Kuznetsov. Yeah, that would have been nice. <laughs> we had that fucking Riley Shin. No. Yeah, Kuznetsov went five picks later, actually. Number 26th overall to Washington is, you know, one of the best players on the Caps right now. So that's a great pick. And we got the... That pisses me off seeing a Red Wings low next to the right next to him, eh? The only Kuznetsov I've ever seen... Is Maxim Kuznetsov, who, again, we went down that rabbit hole of how he turned into Brown and Falski. Anyway, <laughs> next. We got the Phoenix Coyotes again, selecting uh, 22, John Merrill. Merrill went 16 picks later. He's a second rounder at uh, 38th overall. Um, still an NHLer. He's with Detroit. He's doing pretty good. He's probably going to be on our trade list. Yeah. For the deadline. And coming in at 23 here, the Buffalo Sabres rocking the Buffalo Slug logo on this site uh, has – Detroit Red Wing legend Riley Shan. And Riley Shan did end up in Buffalo. We'll give him part marks. Uh, <laughs> Shan went two picks earlier to Detroit at 21, and I want to slip my wrists. Wow, that's aggressive. Uh, 24, the Chicago Blackhawks selecting Tyler Pitlick. Never heard of the guy. He went 31st, so first pick of the second round, seven picks later to who I don't know, and I don't care. Yeah, some bum. <laughs> uh, Vancouver's here at 25, uh, selecting Jared Tenorti. Jared Tenorti went three picks earlier at number 22 to the Montreal Canadiens and then got his ass blown up by Brandon Tanev last week. <laughs> yeah, go uh, check out last week's podcast on that. Yeah. Uh, 26, the Washington Capitals select uh, Jaden Schwartz. I think you mispronounced Capitals there, I think. But uh, Jaden Schwartz, 14 uh, overall. So he went 12 picks earlier to St. Louis, and he's still there. So both of St. Louis's picks – Still worked out, so I think they won the draft. Big part of their uh, their Stanley Cup win. True, true. They had Montreal here at 27, selecting John McFarland. Who? He went 33rd overall. <laughs> Five picks later, to, I don't know who he went to, but that guy didn't turn out to be anything. Coming in here at 28, the San Jose Sharks select Bo Bennett. Bo Bennett went 20th overall, eight picks earlier to the Pittsburgh Penguins, and it makes me happy. I hate the Penguins. It's a terrible pick, and he's out of the league. Coming in at number 29, I don't know why I'm doing it like that. <laughs> Coming in here at number 29, we had the Anaheim Ducks selecting Alexander Petrovic. And Petrovic went actually seven picks later, number 36th overall in the second round. And I think he's still in the NHL. I think he's, is it the, I think he might be the Jets or 
something. I think he's still around somewhere. And then when we're doing the the look around where they went afterwards, this guy had to take a deep dive in. Uh, number thirty here, they had the Chicago Blackhawks selecting Kirill Kavanov. Kavanov, this was the one that went way lower. So it, up until that point, it was Edom minus seventeen spots and Merrill minus sixteen spots. Kirill Kavanov minus thirty five spots to number sixty five overall in the third round. So, so there's the first round. That's the first round there. So a little bit of a. So I'm gonna tell you, we'll say the best and the worst. What do you want? Back? Oh, let's go worst first because we already went with some of these. Yeah. And some of them are, were in the mock draft. Some of them were not. So think about this. Some of them were not in the mock draft and they went in the first round and they were bad. Yeah. One of these, two of them are from Phoenix, from them, yeah. um, which, I mean, is that surprising? No. No, because especially they were Phoenix. Yeah. You know, so the name the, change doesn't help. Okay. But. The Coyotes picked Brandon Gormley 13th overall. Woo! He never made it. And uh, I mean, so that wasn't good. And then Mark Visentine, goalie. I remember watching Visentine in the O2. And he, like, he was the uh, starter for Team Canada in the World Juniors at one point. He played one game in the NHL, and that's it. Um, another one, 17th overall, Colorado picked Joey Hishin, who played only 13 <laughs> NHL games. Joey Hishin, he was uh, on sound attack. Remember seeing him in the O? Dylan McElrath, 10th overall. I mean, he's a career AHL guy at the time. He was like a like kind of a meat potato, sandpaper fighter type guy. And it's just he's not an NHL player at all. Um, Jared Tenorti that we said, 22nd overall to Montreal. They probably thought he was going to be a, a tower on their defense, and he just okay. never really turned out. He's playing in the NHL right now, but, but I think 22nd yeah. overall first round. As a first rounder. Yeah, not so much. Same thing with Quentin Howden with Florida at 25th overall. Um Emerson Edom is the, he's in the AHL, 29th overall to Anaheim. Um, Derek Forbort, LA Kings, 15th overall. Uh, yeah. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> right? And the last one was Bo Bennett, 20th. I just already chirped the Penguins for that one. Um, so those were more of the worst picks of the first round. Um, now the best, and some of these guys are ones that just weren't projected in the first round that actually turned out to be really good NHLers. Now, some of these guys are stars. Some of these guys are just regulars in, in the NHL, and that, that's great because that's all you're trying to do in the, the late rounds. Yeah. So Vegas Golden Knights captain Mark Stone went to Ottawa, 178th overall. Absolute beauty. Brandon Gallagher, still with the Canadians. He went 147th. Um, Tyler Toffoli, also with the Canadians, but he went to um, – it was the Kings, right? Yeah, 47th overall. 47. Second round. John Klingberg – Best defenseman on the Dallas Stars, 131st. I'm pretty sure that's a Stars pick, right? Yep. Um, Freddie Anderson went 187. That was overall. the one that, that uh, sort of. Yeah, and, and I didn't realize he was picked by the Hurricanes, but he's with the Leafs now. Having kind of an off year, right? I mean. But that's where you got a guy. Like, it's funny, him and that Jack Campbell now, same draft class. and uh, Yeah, I mean, think about Campbell's that. Campbell's having solid. And he went solid. Yeah. I mean, that's the discrepancy in drafts, right? You never know where you're going to get. So. The one I know you skip over, he was a first-round pick. Uh, the Chicago second was Kevin Hayes. Yep, I got Solid. Kevin Hayes, oh, 24th, right? Solid, yep. Solid um, player there. Brock Nelson went 30th overall. He's on my fantasy team. He's doing okay. Um, Philip Grubauer, 120, or 112th overall. Sorry, so still a really good goalie yeah, with Grubis the Avalanche. Player. Still playing out there in, uh, yeah, Colorado. Also with the Avalanche, Jonas Donskoy went 99th overall. Um, Sharks? Or did he get drafted by somebody else? Donskoy? Yeah. I feel like it was the Sharks. Let me look here. Drafted 99th overall by the Florida Panthers. Panthers. 
hey, I mean, they picked a good one and they, <laughs> they gave up on him. They're like, oh, we're going to go with Quentin Howden. Um, and then a few more. Zach Hyman, 123rd overall. Um, who did he get drafted by? Because I think. Zach Hyman? Yeah, because I think he signed with Toronto out of Michigan. Because the Wolverines had Zach Hyman. And then. Because uh, he. Because, and actually, I'm going to have an interesting story about Zach Hyman. So, you know where he went? He went was drafted team? by Florida. <laughs> Come on, Florida. Figure it out. So, actually, Zach Hyman, so going to a lot of these Michigan games when they're at the Joe and yeah. Great Lakes Invitational or, like, the CCHA, it wasn't the Big Ten back then, the CCHA. Um, because Zach Hyman's Canadian, and it was a, you know, obviously Michigan's, like, an American school, they uh, would only ever play the American National Anthem. But before the players, like, even came out, or I think maybe during the warm-ups, the Michigan band had a Canadian flag with – the Michigan colors, it was blue and, and yellow. Amazing blue there. And the band would play Oh Canada really quick during the warm-ups. It's <laughs> pretty cool. Because of Zach Hyman. That's pretty cool. So there you go. And then two other guys, just real quick, is Jesper Faust went 157th overall. And Charlie Coyle went 28th overall. And, I mean, he's still pretty serviceable, I think, in Minnesota, right? Charlie Did he get Coyle. traded from the wild again? I Boston. don't know. Boston. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I thought I, went, like I, was, I had it all mixed up. Teams or something yeah, like I had it all mixed up. So pretty interesting uh, going through the draft, right? I mean, there was some stuff that I didn't know in there. That I yeah, like, like, oh, that Anderson one was the one that uh, when we were going through, I'm like, oh. Or who guys got drafted by? Because I honestly didn't know those two Florida picks. I was like, no, like oh, yeah, Zach Hyman, 123rd of Florida. And, and it's better than your first round picks. So it just goes to show you can get lucky in, and in the draft. how bad, like said, Florida flopped there or how bad uh, but, or Phoenix how they, flopped. Right, or how they didn't, you know, think highly of Tarasenko and Kuznetsov. Yeah. Was it because they're from Russia? Was it because they weren't scouted as much? Which, because they were a risk of maybe going to KHL? The whole at the time? Russia thing, like, like I know, like my draft or like Detroit had he had uh, Detroit projecting him. But do you know why Kuznetsov went that late? Because he was in the the KHL. They didn't know if he was going to yeah. come. And it might have been the same with Tarasenko. I don't remember. I'm not really sure. I don't want to say that it was, but like that might have been a reason that Detroit, some of these guys went later. I said Detroit they took Shan, but like in that in that mock we see them taking his nuts off. And Detroit's always been the same. Like they've had no problem. They've had tons of luck over in Russia and in Europe. So so I don't know. Not happy about <laughs> it. Not happy about it. They could have had Kuznetsov. Yeah, but then Washington takes him, and maybe uh, OB yeah. gives him a little, hey, come so, get my boy. Anyway, we talk about the draft. Um, I mean, it's that's coming up fun soon, to do. eh? That's... I think it's going to come up, but trade deadline's coming up soon. Yeah. And that's that's a trade deadline. Wow. We are going to have – we're working on this pretty soon, the Bushy and Bobo trade deadline list. The Bushy and Bobo big board of trades. We love the trade deadline. It's like Christmas. We said, yeah. But it's one of those things where it never lives up to what it is. And we were going to say, there's actually a soft deadline because the Canadian teams with the COVID protocols. Did you see it? Like they only have to do the quarantine for seven days. Right. Well, like Eric Stahl got traded. Yeah. He got, yeah. From Buffalo to Montreal. Montreal. So So he's going to have to do the COVID protocol thing for a week. Yeah. But that's the thing is you go, if I'm going to get a rental player and I'm going to not have him for seven or seven days, I think it's, it's a little bit less now because you might miss two, three games, but you want your person you're trading for now. Yeah. 
So for Canadian teams trading to American teams, vice versa, it might be or a little bit more the state, I'm not sure if there is that. They do have to do the test. It might I know be, in some states, like, you don't have to do that. Right, but I think it's an NHL rule well, that to, keep it, to keep it even, right? Maybe it's a five-day rather than a seven-day. I think it should be across the board. If you're going to do one, because you don't want to give the American teams, the, like, the benefit, right? Yeah, Which technically true. they do. They, the Canadian teams, I don't know if they want to trade with each other where there's no. Especially because it's the, all those same divisions here. But. Exactly. So, but anyway, we're going to do that trade list. Yeah. Um, we're going to try to do our best to make it our, our own. We know there's a lot of lists out there and it might be similar just because like, well, obviously there's going to be players, but we're going to go through each team like we did with the Flames. We did with the, the Wings, the Canucks the, uh, uh, and the, the Ducks, Ducks that and... we just did now. And like, we're going to see like who's the buyers, who's the sellers, you know, what do the buyers need? What are the sellers giving up? What's cap room like? Cap room, and then go, who are the fits? And then me and Brian are actually going to try to project where these guys are going. And then when we do our trade deadline day uh, podcast, we'll see if any of them that we we hit. See if it's really hard. It's it's hit and miss. And I I was telling Bushy like the other day, the NBA trade deadline happened. And I I texted him like, hey, I'm doing my, uh, I'm trying to get warmed up here watching watching some of this NBA stuff. Obviously, it wasn't as. uh, couple of trades and whatnot yeah. if you're a basketball fan obviously uh i know the squad and the their, their nba fans who may listen but r.i.p norm um but how are you going yeah how gone we got gary <laughs> trent jr actually no funny thing i know it's off topic for basketball you know gary hey, trent, hey, we're the we're the bosses yeah. man we're the you know gary the... trent jr who was traded in that norman powell trade to come back okay. to toronto his dad was traded by portland to toronto in 1998 Okay. And like after 41 games with the Blazers, just like uh, Gary Trent Jr. Okay. Was that trade with the Trailblazers? Yeah. Okay, Trail I don't Blazers. know who that is. Was no. it what both yeah. those Portland to Toronto? Yeah. So, or Toronto so Gary, yeah. So Gary Trent Jr. went from Portland, uh, yeah, him and Rodney Hood from Portland to Toronto for Norman Powell okay. uh, in 2021. Yeah. And in 1998, Gary Trent Sr. got traded from Portland to Toronto. That's a totally backwards way. No, so, same, went, so, so both of them went from Portland and both of them went to Toronto. Oh, okay. So All little right. father's son got traded from Portland to Toronto and uh No, wait, no, 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 no. Wait. Powell got traded from Toronto to Portland. Yeah, I'm saying Gary Trent Jr., the guy that Oh, that's the other guy. Yeah, okay. The yeah, other yeah, guys. Yeah. So they went from Port, both of them went from Portland to Toronto. And it was both like after forty one games with the club too. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. A little that's weird that, that would happen. Weird weird uh, weird thing I found out there. Uh Actually, you spoil Chris Kramer's sports logo. Oh, yeah. Uh, he tweeted it out. Yeah. So that was pretty cool to see. Yeah. So, yeah, look forward to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. I know that's still like three weeks away, but hey, man, we'll prepare for it. It's going to be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of, a lot of za, a lot of pizzas, a little coffee well, in the morning. It's just going to be a, a day of fun. So, until then, the fact that we could take off work for it, too. Yeah. You know, you got to take a day off here and there. And uh, hey, this is like Christmas for us. So, um, until, until the next time. So, yeah, we're, I think we're going to do at least one more uh, epi before the actual trade done. Yeah, so we'll we want to do that big board. and, and uh, Yeah, we're going to have a little draft. Uh, or, or, draft. Trade deadline. Trade deadline review. review. And, uh, we'll probably preview. go through our big board and kind of, you know, finalize what we think. But because yeah. there's going to be some trades until then. Like, I don't want to do it now because players might move and we'll just do the Still one maybe be. a week or two before. So um, until episode six. Check us on the, uh, on the website, healthyscratch.ca. Facebook, Twitter. Twitter. I posted a TikTok the other day. Yeah, I I'm now a TikToker. It, so. it was me venting about how stupid my <laughs> wings are. It's going to be a lot of that. 
Um, thanks to Randy. Uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks, buddy. And uh, thanks for we, the phone call too. Yeah, I was like, all those things like just like spare the moment. Like we should do the Ducks. Uh, fuck it, let's do it live. Do it. So yeah, we're gonna do well. Um, I think Buffalo beforehand, but they're like, no, we're like, no, let's do the Ducks. We'll get Little Bushy, Bushy Junior on. So um, Hedge okay. Stricker. So hey, episode five in the books. In the books. Re- really enjoy listening to this on Monday. Going to work. Absolutely. I, that's my go-to lately. I don't know why, but. Uh, yeah, it's going to be fun to listen to it and watch. It and hopefully the audio is better. We know the last one, I think I was too loud. I did it in the garage. Yeah, and we're Brian's in the garage like, again. Yeah, I was I was sort of quieter too because I think someone was still sleeping in my house. So It's <laughs> um, all their fault. Yeah, it's all their fault. Um, so yeah, Boyo's uh, listening to this on the podcast on the Spotify. Is letting me know how it is in, in the group chat. Uh, other than that, it's going to be us listening. Actually, before we go too, mm-hmm. uh whoever's listening in the states thank you hey yeah <laughs> they're a little hockey from uh hey we're in the canadian uh, shirt right now so uh no hey anybody that listens we appreciate it we don't expect it but it's really fun to do and we keep doing it so feel free to shoot us an email <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but hey i mean on the website you can comment on things you know the youtube videos you can as well or it was a healthy Facebook, scratch 2021 you know. at gmail.com if someone is listening and wants to write in <laughs> yeah, yeah i doubt it but hey if you yeah. are listening and you yeah. have any uh, topics or whatever let us know all righty until next time cheers peace